Hello, and this is Passion for Passions. My name is Marcus, and I love passions. So this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing Passions episodes 293 all the way up to 305, a little bit more than 10 episodes. And why is it this way? I don't know. That's just what happened. Um, kind of got on a binge, fell off, then got back on binging again, and um, this is where we ended up. Because I feel like a lot happened, but also a lot didn't happen in this range of episodes. So I guess that kind of explains it. But to start off with, if we go into the first episode, things are kind of not yet set up for the next kind of chain of events. Um, where Sherry and Luis are having a nice time out on the wharf, talking about ice cream and all that good stuff. Um, Grace sees the angel again in her bedroom, who warns her about something very important, which was what? It is that she needs to be on the lookout or something is going to happen with her husband's son. And of course, the phrasing of that is very intentional because, yes, they do have a son together, um, Noah, and that's what Grace immediately assumes. She's like, Sam's son, oh, Noah? But of course, the phrasing is saying Sam's son, as in not your son, as in Ethan. So yeah, but that's all that we get. So that's the warning. And Eve and Sam both hear this warning from Grace and look at each other like, what? How does she have any knowledge of this? Because obviously they don't believe the angel stuff is real. I think that's some sort of subconscious or something else. But clearly, there's no way that Grace should know about that. Um, of course, given how unsecret the secret is, she seems to just be passed around to all kinds of people. Um, it could be presumed that maybe she could know for real or have suspicions. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, it's funny when Eve talks about this to Ivy. Ivy's like, I find this disturbing. Which, yeah, wouldn't anyone else that somehow... This person who everyone believes is totally, quote, the innocent in all this, as Eve is always so quick to say it about Grace, which I don't like, but that Grace should know nothing, but the fact that she does know, apparently, about this whole business, well, she doesn't know, but the angel knows, that's very disturbing. Like, how is this happening? Is there something really going on in this household? But whatever, you know, um, I agree with Ivy. That is very disturbing. Uh, but that was a pretty general gist of that episode. Not a ton going on there, aside from, of course, the angel thing, which, so you know, has yet to really make an impact on Grace, aside from the fact that she keeps calling Noah. But we'll get there. Um, episode 294, something is going on where Sheridan is thinking back to her memories Again, of course, the night. Um, and that's going to play into the next series of episodes, really. Sheridan kind of going back into her memories of being a child and that for fortuitous night, I guess horrible night, really, that kind of changed her life, which did a lot of things to her. It's made it hard for her to kind of move forward. Um there's a really horrible thing, which is the whole Chad who is ill because he lost a lot of blood from his injuries, and he's just hanging out in the Russell house. Um, how when he's there, he kissed a girl, and he said he loved her, but he didn't really know who he was kissing. 
thought I was doing it with Whitney, but no, it was Simone. So Kay knows now that Chad does not care for Simone. He cares for Whitney because she overheard it. So Kay's like, I got to make sure that Chad gets with Simone so that Simone will help me get Miguel, which I don't really understand um, the logic there, I guess. Um, I mean, Simone has always been kind of just going along with it because she thinks Kay is her friend. So I don't think this would change that, but whatever. Anyway, Kay goes into Chad's room by herself and she's like, you have to be with Simone. She has an eating disorder because no boys like her and she has no friends and she needs this. She needs you, which is really cruel in many ways to lump on this guy. And I think it's interesting because Chad is really fighting against these comments like it's not my fault you know, it's not my responsibility to take care of someone who has problems um, if I don't, you know, want to be with them. And also, if someone has an eating disorder, maybe you should talk to the family, maybe get some adults involved. Yeah. But um, no, Kay's just like, no, it has to be you. She's so happy she has you. It's all fine now. Um, so whatever. I really hated that. I really hated that part so much. To lie about having a, your friend having an eating disorder is just so cruel. Um, and she clearly does not. So, I mean, as far as we've seen, she's never been depicted as such. So that's a lie pretty clearly in my mind. Um, it's just so mean. Um, we've got still evil Charity hanging around and she wants to kill Miguel, of course. Um, that plays out in the next series of episodes twice. <laughs> but yes, um... So back to Eve, I mean, Sheridan really and her thinking back to her past that her and Luis are kind of like, we really want to get to the bottom of this uh, because my dad went missing on the same night you had this nightmare. So let's let's do that. Um, and they decide to call on Eve to help Sheridan with this. And I think what they're going to do is because Eve is apparently, I don't know what this would be, like a she's. She's a psychologist also, but she's also a hypnotist because she's going to use hypnosis on Sheridan. Again, Eve, you are like the general practitioner to end all general practitioners. You know, like everything, all medicine types throughout the world. Um, there's another podcast I listen to, Passions Podcast, which is hilarious and wonderful. And if for some reason you've heard this podcast, but not passions podcast you really need to listen to the other one because i'd say it's much better because it's got two people talking and love and passions rather than just me talking to myself but one thing i will say is they have a very funny thing whenever eve does something you know just shows up again as being beneficial in any capacity like every capacity of a doctor they they basically will do this little song that says you know eve's every doctor which is true she is i love it Anyway, um, going on from there, I just thought about that because I, I love that. Whenever something happens with Eve, I always think about that. So yes, um, that's what Eve is doing with Sheridan. And they're finding, you know, there's the, they're going back into the memory. We've seen it a million times where there's a young Sheridan. She's holding a letter opener. Someone is walking around in the dark. And then we see... Um, her bloody hands and we see someone under a bloody sheet 
And then we see that there is a coffin being taken away out of the house. And um, that's the sequence we get. I feel like the very first time we saw this ever, or maybe the first or second time, I feel like we actually see her stab someone. Like she thrusts out and someone like reacts as being stabbed and falls down. I feel like we saw that, but I don't think we see that in these cutscenes. Uh, cutscenes in these kind of flashbacks, but I, I don't know. I don't remember really. It's been a while. And I mean, that also made me wonder like, how do they manage their flashback sequences? Um, I mean, if it's like a brand new one, then clearly it's like created anew for that episode. You know, they film it. But when it's video content that I is like, being reused throughout time like this Sheridan as a child thing is pretty much reused time and time again throughout the episodes who and how are they tracking these specific clips like we're gonna need this again later um the Sheridan one makes sense now clearly it's a key point and it's been used at least like 10 times but for other stuff like how do they mark the episodes they know where to go for a flashback. Like, what if they want to have a flashback in 20 episodes to, what is her name, Crystal, the jazz singer who died? Because um, that kind of just disappeared from nothing. Like, oh, someone died, whatever, it's fine. Um, if they ever wanted to go back to that, how would they know? Because sometimes flashbacks come up that are, like, they are from the previous episodes, but they weren't um, they weren't shown as flashbacks before, and now they are. I want to know how they how they were capturing that information. Is there someone who just had like a giant passions like tome that described every single episode and the key points that happened? Because I would love that. I mean, it sure doesn't exist now, but if something like that existed, sort of like a, I don't know, you call it a Bible, but you know what I mean? Like some way where they were able to know here is our bank of clips that we can reuse or here they are for reuse or here is the key moments that like here is where the boat sank or whatever so here's where we could reuse it i don't know i find that very fascinating and i really want to know the process that went on there back to this whole thing sheridan does actually state finally that she killed martin fitzgerald which i don't think has ever been specifically spoken before especially not by sheridan to louise but yeah that happens um episode 296 Miguel randomly realizes that Kate is a, quote, woman now when he's dancing with her. I was like, okay, I don't like that. Don't like that, Miguel, go away. But I think it was interesting because he was kind of like, oh, you know, if Cherry hadn't come, who knows what would have happened. And that's weird. I don't like that. Anyway, as I think was, wait, hold on. When did, okay, okay, something hasn't, I was like, what? Okay, I remember now. I remember now what happens. Okay. So, now we're going around with Ethan, who is at someone's house. I think it's the Bennett household um, with Gwen. No, 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 It's not the Bennett household. They're at um, the other household. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only thinking of Crane and Bennett right now. But it's Simone and Whitney's house. I remember because it keeps coming up multiple times about the artifacts, the African artifacts and art that they have there so um yeah anyway um so ethan is getting close to Teresa, like dancing while gwen is just like hanging out and i think that's weird um 
But basically, when they're dancing, Ethan is like, no, I don't love you, Teresa. And Teresa's really freaking unhappy, as you might expect, and kind of runs off by herself. Uh, something that's been going on around this episode as well is that Tabitha and Timmy have been trying to sabotage Miguel's motorcycle. Why? Because they want him to die, of course, and Miguel is promising to take Charity for a bike ride. So they're trying to destroy or mess up the bicycle, the motorcycle, so that when he rides off, that he will die. I don't know why, apparently, that Charity would be fine if she's also on the messed up motorcycle. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but what ends up happening is that Teresa takes the motorcycle instead. And I thought that was very strange, but they do kind of try to explain it that, okay, Teresa has done a little bit of practice with the motorcycle, but she's not very good. Um, so that's why she's able to ride it, but not very well. Yeah, because I think if you don't know how to ride a, ride a motorcycle at all, and you tried, you'd probably like just fall over immediately. <laughs> I don't know. Um, certainly on a turn, you might, because you have to kind of like be aware of, you know, balance and things. So anyway, yes. So she's now running off on her sabotage motorcycle. Great job. Uh, of course, Teresa didn't know, but still. And the episode ends with a freeze frame of Teresa's face as she's screaming. And I was like, oh, that is one hell of an ending right there. That is such a cliffhanger. Oh, my goodness. I have to watch the next episode. So, of course, I did. In case it was like one of those things where Passions love to, do, loves to do this, where it's not, you know, it doesn't end badly or something actually doesn't happen the way you think it does. But no, that end of that episode was pretty accurate. Teresa crashed into a car and uh, gets taken to the hospital, as you might expect. She wasn't wearing a helmet, also. Amazing. Um, because of the helmet, and they comment on the fact that she's not wearing a helmet and stuff, I kind of wondered if, like, the next plot was going to be that Teresa has amnesia when Ethan's ready to confess his true love to her. That would be a plot, wouldn't it, for a soap opera? But that's not what happens. I think maybe they just dropped in the, oh my god, she's not wearing a helmet thing to be, like, not pious, but to kind of be luxury to people who are watching. I don't know. Obviously, yes, wear a helmet if you're riding a motorcycle. Oh my god. Um, but yeah. And Charity keeps getting possessed and unpossessed by the evilness in the pendant. And Charity says this because she's not remembering things when evil Charity is in control. She doesn't remember anything in those moments. So when she comes back, she says, I feel like I'm losing pieces of time. And that is so concerning. Oh my god. And everyone is just like... Oh, you're probably just overtired. Oh, you're probably just over-caffeinated, over-stimulated, sugar-high. All these excuses. But, oh my god, that is not normal at all. You're losing pieces of time? That is bad. That's like early onset, I don't know, Alzheimer's? I don't know. But holy shit, why is nobody taking this seriously? Why are they just like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. It's a humongous deal. What is this? What is this? I think that it's like they took her to the hospital once. She got a pill. She got, quote, better. 
so now anything else is just fine we're just gonna sweep it under the rug like no clearly something is very wrong with charity please take her back to the hospital please get her a real specialist not freaking eve and and give her a pill and just be done with it oh my god so weird anyway anyway um at this event or wherever they're doing they're just playing out in the backyard chad tries to confess to whitney via music he plays a lovely song that's really sweet and um Whitney's like, oh my god. But then she has to go back inside for some reason. And since Kay is like, oh, I see what they're trying to do here. Kay tells Chad, oh, that song. Whitney said it was so stupid and terrible. So then Chad changes the music. And when Whitney comes back out, she's like, hmm. Why did you change the music? Mm. So whatever. That's sad. I feel bad for Chad. Why can't he just say something? Why can't he just get over it? Who cares if Whitney thinks it's unmanly? Just get your work. Get your, just get your thoughts out. Jeez. Uh, but yeah. So that's really the main thrust of that episode. Let's go on to the next, which is 298, where Ethan goes to the hospital because he finds out that uh, there was an accident with a motorcycle, a girl on a motorcycle. Oh, that must be Teresa. Yes, it is. He first wanders into the hospital into a room with a dead person and freaks out, but it's not. It's just some random dead person. It's not Teresa. No worries. Um, But yeah, so... He gets to, like, move, and he goes into the room where Teresa actually is. Oh, boy. And um, because of the thing that's going on with Sheridan and Elise and Eve, Julian catches wind of it, so he goes to the cottage to stop the secrets from coming out. Of course. And that will play out in the next couple episodes as well. But yeah, back to the hospital. The nurse who's taking care of Teresa is like basically saying Teresa is sleeping beauty and that like the only thing that's going to bring her out of her coma or like sleep is to hear that someone truly loves her or whatever. So Ethan is like, I love you, Teresa. And everyone is like, duh. But anyway, yeah. So she comes up, but then when she realizes, oh, you were just saying that, she's like, I just want to die. And she closes her eyes again And the, like, thing that tracks the heartbeat, like, goes, it does, like, the line, the still single line. And I wrote, Teresa wills herself to die. Oh, my God. That is funny. I can't imagine. It's like, I just want to die and then just die? Wow, Teresa, you are powerful. You have, like, more magic than Tabitha ever had. (laughs) Um, So that, of course, freaks out Ethan and he's, like, trying to, you know, fix this up. And by doing so, he, like, actually kisses her. But as a part of this, like, all of the youths go to the hospital, like Charity, Miguel, Chad, Whitney, and also Gwen. Um, Of course, though, as soon as Ethan kisses her to try to bring her back for real, a kiss of love, Gwen sees the kiss. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course she does. But she talks with the nurse, and the nurse says that, you know... Oh, what's the lie or what's the thing that Gwen believes because she's so easily swayed by even the simplest thing? Um, it was that Teresa lost her boyfriend. And so Gwen, I mean, so Gwen, so Ethan was trying to pretend to be the boyfriend to make her feel better and not die. Yes, only true love can save her. Yes, so that's what she believes, fine. So Alistair calls Eve on the phone while she's doing this whole business 
and Alistair tells her to tell the story to everyone. And there's multiple reasons for this. One, he expects it'll drive Sheridan and Louise apart. But also, Alistair drops the bombshell that I know what you did with Julian, Eve. So if my secrets come out, your secret's going to come out too. And I was like, oh, god damn it. I wish that weren't the thing. Because Eve just can't I'll never give up that stupid secret. Ah, whatever. Yeah, so Pilar is going at the hospital, and then uh, the chick Rebecca comes, and um, it's like all these things going on, and I hate that, but oh, I think something is funny that Pilar says at some point, no one can love two people at once. And this comes up again in the next couple of episodes, this idea that no one can love two people at once, and I'm like... This is the late 90s, is it? Or this is already 2000, maybe? Yeah, because prom 2000. It's already 2000. Like, what polyamory has existed for many years? And I would assume it was known as a thing even now in this time. People were just, like, acting so, like, it's so scandalous and impossible for to even fathom that someone could like multiple people at the same time. Impossible. And I'm just like hello polyamory says hi like what is this plot um that ethan potentially loves gwen and Teresa at the same time yes that could be possible doesn't mean that they both love him and would be willing to love him if he's with both of them but it is possible for someone to have feelings for multiple people at the same time i don't know i don't know what you're doing show but yeah so yeah um, and stuff's gonna pop off at the hospital, of course it is. Um, but back in the little cottage, Sheridan finally tells Luis, like to his face, "I killed your father. Now you'll hate me forever." And Luis is certainly hurt. Um, since Julian has arrived, it like basically forced him to stay there and listen to the whole thing. And Sheridan is so sad in next series of episodes because she's like, "Well, now Luis will never love me." And I felt bad for her because I'm like, girl, I'm so sad. You know, you were really interested. This could have been the one for you. But now it can't happen because you killed his father. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Ethan, because he's been, you know, poked and prodded enough, is like, I need to tell both Gwen and Teresa something important. And, um, unfortunately, he's unable to do so in these next series of episodes because of a series of events that keep preventing it. For one, Sharon gets some stupid phone call. She's like, I have to take this to my father. Um, and it wasn't even a phone call. It was like, it was like a page. Because when she walks away and picks up the phone and calls, she's like, I'm returning a page from my father. I, or something. So... I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's going on. And of course, because Rebecca, Gwen's mother, is here, she's going to be a piece of shit, <laughs> basically. Even if she's right, I just hate her so much. It's also that new actress lady. It's not the temporary um, Brady actress. Brady Bunch actress. Um, but yeah, so... 
but it's sad because Ethan is like, he's so mad. He just wants Gwen to pay attention, but she won't. She will not. Um, so, so basically Gwen is out of the way for the moment. And Rebecca and Teresa, I mean, Rebecca and Pilar and uh, Ivy are all together in the hospital room, like f- battling it out almost um, because... Rebecca will not back down. Even Ivy is defending Teresa, which is good to see because she should. But it is what it is. You know, Ethan is not willing to spill his guts, even though these people are all asking him, badgering him. Who do you love? You know, do you love Teresa? Do you love Gwen? And he will not say. He's like, I need to speak when Gwen's here. Stupid Gwen won't come back. Um... And of course, Gwen does come back and they're like, okay, let's finally hash it out here. Let's talk. But then what happens? Gwen immediately gets a call again and she answers it because she cannot ignore her phone. And guess what? Her father had a heart attack from stress. So she runs away with her mother out of the hospital. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've been waiting so many episodes for Ethan to get his stupid words out to say whatever he wants to say, and now he can't because of this fucking drama. And you know what? It just, and then he reveals like, yeah, I can't do this right now. I gotta be there for Gwen. And it's like, oh my God, are you gonna let this like rule you? Because in real life, I mean, this is, passions is very far removed from real life. In real life, things like that happen and sometimes it happens and you're like you know maybe you're wanting to break up with someone and then something really bad happens in their life and you think to yourself I can't break up with them right now because I need to be there for them lest they have an even worse time you know dealing with they were already dealing with and then dealing with the loss of a romantic partner I get that but Ethan if you truly are starting to think you want to be with Teresa don't get married to Gwen because she's in a soft, she's having a hard time right now. That's not how that works. Okay? I know I know you can get like divorced, but don't get married. Married is marriage is meant to be forever. I mean, obviously we know it doesn't always happen that way, but that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be an eternal bond between these people. So, Ethan, if you're having any reservations at all, which you clearly are, even if you love Gwen a little bit more than you love Teresa, if you love Teresa, like, do not get married to Gwen. And I'm afraid that's when it's going to happen because he's going to be like, oh no, her father's dead or something. And um, I have to be with her. Like, please, please. But I'm so mad. We went all this, these episodes where he's like, I got to tell you something. And he can't tell him. He can't tell because Gwen is gone again. Oh. Oh my god. Also, heart attacks are not necessarily deadly. If he's a wealthy man, he probably had like a very quick care, which makes it, you know, all the more likely he can recover. Um, but if he like dies, then I think Ethan's stuck. But if, if the dad's like just like, okay, hospitalized for a little bit and then is okay again, um, he should just be honest, honestly. I don't know. That's That's kind of where the... That ends for now at the end of episode 305 is when the father is revealed to have had a heart attack. It is what it is. Um, 
So back to the whole thing with Luis and Sheridan. Luis wants to press charges for the murder. But obviously he's not objective. And Hank is very clear about this. Like, you don't have an objective perspective on this. You, this is your father who was murdered, potentially. And this is the woman who you really like. And this is the man who you really hate. You are not objective at all. You need to get another officer involved in this. Ethan at first, I mean, Ethan, Luis at first really doesn't want to. He's just like, please, I'm going to arrest this man. But he does eventually stop. um, Because Sheridan's like, Sheridan is basically like, arrest me through tears and he really doesn't want to arrest her and why should she be arrested anyway even if she did kill him she was a child and it was an accident i don't know how that actually works normally i guess you might have to be arrested but then you'd be like okayed in court because of you know all these circumstances also wasn't there like a statute of limitations i don't know how old sheridan is but wouldn't that be the case? I don't, does it not apply to murder? I don't, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, someone ask Ethan. Actually don't, because he's stupid. But yeah, anyway. But then Eve comes in like, I know that Sheridan didn't kill Martin. And I like stood up like, what? How? How do you know that, Eve? And what basically she says is that um, Sheridan feels guilty about her mother's death. Um, because I think she killed her mother, like, you know, through childbirth or something, maybe. Um, and so she, like, compartmentalized that guilt for, quote, killing her mother into having a nightmare about killing Martin Fitzgerald or something. So it was truly fictitious. The actual murder that she saw never occurred. It was just all in her mind which is what the cranes have been saying forever. And I was like, oh my God, Eve, you're lying, aren't you? And I felt so bad. And I'm like, why is she lying? Oh, duh. Because she remembered that her truth about her past is going to come out if uh, this is allowed to proceed. So she had to make up a lie really fast. And I hate that. It came out really well. It sounded like a really good, plausible explanation. But Luis does not seem to be buying it. At the end of this episode, he's like, I don't buy it. Tell us the truth, Eve. So, yeah, there's still more to come there. Um, and then back to the children. Uh, <laughs> Miguel and Charity are hanging out. Evil Charity's hatched a new plan to kill Miguel. And so she says, you know, Miguel, go into the this, like, I don't know, shack and uh, find some lamps for us, please. So he goes in there. And um, what Evil Charity does is turn little twigs into snakes poisonous deadly snakes that are slowly filling up this shack um and then because k is k she goes in after him to hang out in the dark shack with him so possibly both of them could die and one of them could die who knows no one could die but either way the snakes are in there and they're they're poisonous um normally i don't think snakes just attack people it's more like, you know, if you stepped on a snake or, you know, got really close on and was really bothering it. And because this shack is kind of like dark, it's nighttime and there's no lights, um, something like that could occur. They could easily, you know, accidentally step on a snake and have it bite them. So I'm very curious what's going to happen there, but clearly something could happen. Um, and just a little side note some point during these episodes, both Jessica and Reese showed up again. I haven't seen either of them for a while. So nice to see them. See them. 
I'm glad Reese is still the same actor because often it appears when actors disappear for a while that it's like they're waiting to get a new actor in. So it's the same Reese, which is good. Same Jessica as in the new Jessica, not the original Jessica who I preferred, but you know, it's fine. Unfortunately, Jessica really doesn't have any point in this story anymore. Like she used to be a really big, you know, fight with um, her sister Kay. But ever since like that, that period, it's like Jessica's there kind of, but not doing anything. So that's a bit sad. I like to see that dynamic come back. Anyway, that's where we are now in up to episode three or five of Passions. So many more to go. There are still like 2,000 episodes in total, something like that. So there are many more episodes to come. But that is the latest in Harmony. So thank you for listening. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode.